Welcome to a Tennis.com podcast direct from the U.S. Open. Sponsored by Prince XO3 Racket Technology and by American Express. American Express presents Next Contenders. Get to know four of today's game changers in tennis and follow their moves during the 2010 U.S. Open. For more, visit nextcontenders.com. Hey folks, coming to you from the press room here Saturday at the U.S. Open. The men's session of Super Saturday is over. Oh, we are. They know who I am by now, but I'm Ed McGrogan here with Pete Bodo for Tennis Magazine, Tennis.com. Um, Novak Djokovic just beat Roger Federer in a very, very uh, tense fifth set, of one of the better sets of tennis quality-wise we've seen in a while, but uh, we were just talking about it here, um, and earlier Rafael Nadal had much less trouble in getting by Mikhail Yuzi, so the men's final is Djokovic and Nadal. Um, but we were just talking a little about the you know, the, the main dramatic points of this, especially in the fifth set. And there was a lot of great quality tennis. Um, There's also some very nervy tennis, and I guess maybe you could argue that on Roger on the two match points he had potentially. Um, both were second serves, and but... Besides that, um, it's you know a set where Djokovic, I think, certainly won the match. He hit, hit played good offense. Slow down, Eddie. Hit Slow the down. Ball, <laughs> hit the ball was good. Um, defended well throughout the match and ended up coming back from two sets to one down, which is not too many people have done against Federer in their careers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll start with you, Pete. The only other well, person in the room. The only other person in the room. Yeah, well, I guess what uh, no, what, what think, turned this Novak's way, I guess? Uh, you know, I think Novak was persistent. He's a couple of years younger than Federer, which really helps. And he's got championship genes. I think th- that makes a huge difference. You know, Federer is at the stage in Korea. He's got a lot of miles on the odometer. And one of the things that happens as these players inevitably get older is their their nerve fails a little bit. Now, you know, he played a great fifth set. Federer did, so did Djokovic. So this isn't, you know, a sweeping criticism of the way he played. And, you know, he's not a, you know, a, a choke choke artist or a gutless, you know, performer. The fact of the matter is, though, he's, you know, I think his nerves got to him on those two balls. He shanks one of them, and the other one he he sort of yanks wide on, with the cross, or kind of an inside and forehand, if I remember right, and he yanks it wide. Now, you know, if Federer, I guarantee you this, three years ago, Federer makes one of those balls. No question in my mind. But that's a difference between between a champion who's coming, coming up on the backside of his career and, um, you know, starting a downhill slide and a player who's still on the upswing. And Djokovic, you got to figure, is still on the upswing. So tough, tough loss, you know, kind of a reality check for Roger, but also kind of something to stimulate him to keep working, as he said in the press conference. Uh, not all negative. Yeah, I guess I wonder, too, what you say about three years ago, Federer, if, if this match would have even went the distance at that point. Because he, um, you know, after two, after a, a first set where he comes back from a breakdown, I believe, to win 7-5, he... Let's the second set slip away in about thirty minutes. It felt like. And well, let's remember. And, and I think it was. Thing, yeah, I think ahead. it was one all, and he was. Uh, I think forty fifteen up serving, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and he actually loses control of that game. All the momentum was going his way. Uh, you know, he's 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 looking at maybe you know maybe really keeping his foot on Djokovic's throat, and all of a sudden, he lets it up. Djokovic pops up and starts hitting winners left and right and gets himself into the match. That second set was critical in the sense that even though it was kind of a blowout set, it really gave Novak, you know, it wiped out the momentum Federer had quickly, and it made right it the best away. of three on hard courts. Yeah, Roger mentioned at the press conference that it, it was to his detriment that he, for those two sets, the second and fourth set, he didn't even really make Djokovic work too hard on them. They were both very 
brisk sets, and like you said, they took this after the third set, which Federer won. You could sense a real, you know, sense of that he he accomplished something just to get that big two sets to one lead, and it looked like the usual storyline might follow through, but the fourth set was very quick, and then with the fifth, fifth is also a very up and down set. Roger had um, at three three. That was a game he was up forty love and went ended up slipping back to deuce, and it was a very it was a three deuce game. Roger ends up pulling it out in the end, and uh, but well, you know, I go back to what I said about the uh, uh, you know about Roger's sort of cha- I, I've always called the champions fatigue. There's a point at which champions mind. It's like metal fatigue when you know if you take a piece of metal, bend it off off enough, eventually. Kind of heats up and eventually it breaks and, and it gets weaker, you know, so it'll break. If it doesn't break right away, it's going to break soon. And I think that that's just the reality of life. I mean, I, anybody who takes umbrage at that, I think it's kind of nuts. But, um, you know, I think if he actually in that, in, in, in those five sets, you notice that those, you know, two big lapses in those two sets, he just, you know, the mental energy isn't there. You know, a young guy, you know, uh, just at, you know, especially at the start of his career, he's he's just going for it. He mm-hmm. keeps his foot on the gas and he keeps going. Federer, you know, he gets that set. And he's it's not a conscious thing. He has no idea what's what's going on in there really, but he, you know, he kind of lets up a little bit mentally, and uh, and it kind of blindsides you. And there's nothing you can do to. Pre- I mean, you know, he's no fool. He yeah. he knows. I mean, he looks back. He's gonna he's gonna know what went wrong, and he certainly knows better. You know, but there's nothing you can do to prevent that kind of yeah. thing. Tad's surprising in that also thinking about it, he didn't. He had only straight sets wins coming into the match, but this is a different opponent than the guys, regardless. And Djokovic. We'll talk about him just a minute here. To his credit, what he did very well. Um, I thought he hit the forehand. You know, he's still a, much a rallying player, but I remember shades of kind of the 08 Australian Open, what I saw today when he was another term where he beat Federer in the semifinals and was a much more aggressive player. Um, he going for the lines a lot more um, on both wings and just fantastic movement all around to really make Federer earn any points he got, especially later on in the match. So no, Djokovic, you know, he played probably one of the best matches I've ever seen him play, I think, in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. American Express presents Next Contenders, your chance to get up close and personal with four of today's game changers in tennis. John Isner, Sam Query, Melanie Udan, and Caroline Wozniacki. Visit nextcontenders.com to follow the excitement during the 2010 U.S. Open and discover the person behind the player. It's tennis trivia time. Here's a chance to test your tennis knowledge with a tennis.com podcast trivia question. Brought to you by Prince XO3 Racket Technology. Are you ready? The question is, The most successful double tandem team of all time, the Bryan Brothers, play with which current Prince Racket model? If you think you know the answer to our trivia question, visit the official Prince Tennis Facebook page at facebook.com slash official.prince.tennis. Once again, that's facebook.com slash official.prince.tennis. Become a fan today and be sure to leave your answer on the Prince wall. And waiting for Djokovic is Nadal, who um, Nadal won 6-2, over Yuzhny. Um Same kind of exact way template as his earlier matches have gone. I mean, from the first round to the semifinals, it, it seems that Nadal has really kind of just been building on, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a summer where he was lights out on the hardcore events, but that may have helped him here, and he's been looking just, you know, unbeatable. I don't think anybody questions that he's the favorite in the final for many reasons, his play, and then just Djokovic's 
condition. Well, look, if I just if I just play three hours and forty five minutes and I have to come back and play a guy um, in less in fewer than twenty twenty one hours uh, or just about twenty one hours, the last guy I want to be playing is Rafael Nadal. You know, I mean, that's I mean that's a fact. You know, that's that's tough. It's going to be a very very tough ask of Djokovic. Wrong guy, wrong situation. You know, um, maybe the right court, though. I think he's got that going for him because Djokovic mm-hmm. is good on his court. And, you know, Nadal, you know, he certainly has played great there, no question about it. But let's face it, it's the only surface he hasn't really conquered, you know, just by definition. He's never won here. So, you know, that's then, you know, Noli's got a couple, you know, pieces of floatsome and jetsome to cling to as he's bobbing around in that sea of anxiety tonight, you know, before this match. But there isn't a whole lot there, I don't think. I mean, it's very, very hard for me to imagine him having, you know, I mean, Nadal, all Nadal needs to go out there is start pushing back moon balls and just wait wait for, you know, uh, Djokovic's legs to fall off. Yeah, with, with so much on the line for Rafa, you know, historically-wise, is, is he going to be feeling feeling it, the pressure, especially come, you know, even if he has a good start? But let's just say from the beginning, is he going to be feeling the pressure? Because it's all on him to win, not just the career slam, but like we said, with Djokovic just tattering at this I point. I don't think there will be. I think this is another big, big, big plus for Nadal here. And I should backtrack a little bit and say, when I said all Nadal has to do is go out there and hit a couple moon balls, uh, you know, that's clearly not Nadal style. I don't expect that he's going to do that. However, he, he, he doesn't have to worry about going in there tomorrow and getting a really, really good start, playing really strong, really, really taking chances in the beginning, which he might feel and which he might be inclined to do if he felt a lot of pressure. He's going in there thinking, look, the guy across the net is going to be tired. I don't need to really go beyond. I don't need to get outside myself on this one. I, I can play within within my limitations. Uh, you know, stay sharp, make them work, get a feeling for what's going on for the first couple of games, and then basically see, get the measure of Djokovic and, and dial my game up as much as I need. It's very different from going in there and feeling pressure and knowing if the guy gets on top of you quickly, you know, you could be in trouble. And if, you know, you, that if the first set gets away, then suddenly you really start feeling the pressure. It's my career slam. He's on, you know, oddly enough, uh, Rafa is in a position tomorrow that Federer wasn't at the French Open uh, when he went out last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all of a sudden the main obstacle is cleared out of the way. It's an epic achievement. It's a toughest slam for him, just like the French Open was a toughest slam for Roger. So now there there will be pressure in that, though. I think you know uh, the pressure will come really from from being in that situation where now everyone expects him to win, and uh, that's the thing that can get him. I don't think um, you know the quality of the opponent, that sort of stuff, is, is going to worry him that much. Rafin. I assume Rafa is your pick. Any any in number of sets, or does it really matter at this point? Hey, I'll give Djokovic a set just because of the quality of the match he played today, the fifth set, and also how emotionally stoked he's going to be. You know, we saw Verdasco the other night come out after playing a really really long match and beating David Ferrer. He comes out and he actually plays a, a good you know good first set against Nadal there, and then a second set. You know, by the third or fourth game of the second set, we saw Verdasco slowing down a little bit. We saw some of those errors that you know that you get when you when you're flat footed. You know, the ball flies long. To take your eye off the ball for a second, and I expect that's the kind of thing that might happen tomorrow. I think Rafa needs to just sit back and think. Well, look, the guy could come out and play great because he's going to be emotion will carry you a certain distance, especially because Djokovic is relatively young. But it, you know, you're not going to sustain that emotion throughout the match. I don't think. And Rafa should just bide his time. I'm, I'm going to give Djokovic a set, call it in four. Maybe Djokovic gets the first set, but uh, I, I don't see I don't see him doing much more than that. Either way, there's a lot of stories to be written tomorrow, whether Rafa wins career slam or whether Djokovic somehow pulls it out, and then we have a whole new set of things to talk about. So we'll uh, we'll leave it at that, and we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow here, at Tennis.com podcast. Thanks. Good night, everybody. 
You've been listening to the Tennis.com podcast, sponsored by American Express. American Express presents Next Contenders. Get to know four of today's game changers in tennis and follow their moves during the 2010 U.S. Open. For more, visit nextcontenders.com. And also by Prince XO3 Racket Technology. For more news and information, head over to tennis.com. Thanks for listening.